Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to The Burning Issue. I'm your host for this evening, Yasin Kippi. Now, something that got quite a few of our listeners riled up last week was the issue of the Christian consumers complaining over the so-called religious tax on halal certified products. Last week, we reported that the Commission for the Promotion and Protection of the Rights of Cultural, Religious and Linguistic Communities, the CRL Commission, has been flooded with letters from some Christians complaining about the prevalence of halal-certified food and beverages in well-known supermarkets. One of the groups we spoke to is the Christian Democratic Party, who feels that the cost of halal certification is being passed on to all customers, that this is an unfair and discriminatory practice. Of course, there were many other claims that the halal industry makes uh, lots of money, specifically 45 billion rands a year, some of which is spent on building mosques or paying for Islamic clergy. Uh, The CDP, for one, feels this would amount to blatant discrimination against the Christian community as the same privileges are not afforded to them. That's the question we're asking tonight. Does halal certification discriminate? against other religious groups. And joining me this evening, we have from the Islamic Council of South Africa, IKSA, Director Sheikh Zafir Najah. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh Zafir. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And also the Director of the Muslim Judicial Council, Halal Trust, and that's Sheikh Ahmed Sadiq. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Just to the listeners, for the record, we did invite both the CRL Commission as well as the Christian Democratic Party to be part of the program. Um, but we know that Reverend Tunis Porter is uh, un- unwell, and so we pray for his well-being. And uh, we, we, we hope that we can get him on another occasion. Uh, but we will be playing a uh, interview we did with him in the week. And of course, the CRL Commission had also... And um, you know, not being available tonight. Um, so uh, let's take a listen first to this interview with the uh, Christian Democratic Party Reverend Tunis Porter. Well, let let me just first of all state that these complaints have been coming for a long time. Mm-hmm. It has been. Uh, uh, it's not uh, something that has suddenly come to the fore. It is something that has been uh, in the minds of the Christians for a long time, and I have had numerous complaints over years about this whole practice of uh, the halal signs uh, and the money being paid by uh, companies to the um, Muslim community, well not the community, but to the uh, accreditation uh, um, uh, halal accreditation boards and uh, uh, and, and the simple reason is that we don't feel as Christians that we want to financially support, uh, you know, another faith, and that we have to pay for another faith to operate uh, uh, in, in in the country. Now, Reverend, you know, I must ask at this point in time, if we go to XYZ store, for instance, or supermarket, for instance, and we have a look at the products that are on the shelves, you know, have you taken a note of the ratio in terms of the halal versus um, the non-certified products that are on shelves? Well, the the ratio is minimal in comparison because uh, most of the, of the products that you find in any of the stores that we have visited have the halal sign on it, and uh, uh, and 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 there's no real uh, way in which we as Christians can decide that we don't want to buy the halal products because all almost well I, I would say all the branded products 
have the halal sign on them. So we have no choice. We cannot choose not to buy something with an halal sign on it because there, there is no choice, especially when it comes to branded products. So, just to understand, are we saying that it is due to the tax or the profiteering um, by these halal bodies and certification bodies um, that the Christian community does not want to purchase these products? Or is there something more to it? Because I'm just having a look at a few statements that have come through, um, yeah. you know, of um, people saying that they don't want to contribute um, or pay for anything in terms of, you know, food and drink, um, in terms of it being certified halal sacrifice to idols quote um, which is incorrect which is not the correct term so are, is the complaint just based on profiteering or is it just more than that well uh, everybody might have their own opinion as to what an idol is and uh, I have uh, uh, I, I have no comment to make on that uh, situation at the moment because uh, I don't want to get involved in that side of things. But I do object to the fact that it would appear that the uh, uh, Muslim um, Council gets most of its funding through the Al-Law and that that the, the funding could be used in the building of mosques. It could be used, and in fact, I have it on good authority that it is used for the paying of Islamic clergy, and that would, to our mind, be blatant discrimination against the Christian community, as the same privileges are not afforded to the Christian community. With regards to this issue, and of course, you know, if the Christian community does not wish um, to purchase these products, they do have the option of purchasing other products. But also, furthermore, what do you then suggest, or how do you suggest that the sort of Muslim community um, then goes by to acquire those products or these halal certified products that they require? Well, if they require certified uh, uh, products for themselves, then the community who requires the products must pay for them themselves. So it must not become a general uh, uh, amount of money that is being paid by the public in general and by Christians in particular, uh, in this particular instance, that if, if you have a particular law in your particular religion and you want to follow it, uh, religiously, then it's up to you to fund it. And uh, there must be funding coming out of the Muslim community then to ensure that those products are there for them and that those products, you know, according to um, statistics, uh, they're, they're, they're about uh, uh, 2% or just over 2% Muslims living in the country. It is there are 78% Christians living in the country. So in the store, there could be a certain section uh, dedicated to allow products, certain section, uh, and other sections in general. Now, the voice of Reverend Kenneth Porter of the Christian Democratic Party. Uh, like I said, uh, the Reverend declined our request to be part of the program tonight because he's unwell. Um, so that doesn't really make for a productive discussion, but we did play that interview to for him to air his views. Uh, and now we will respond uh, from the uh, from ICSA as well as from the MDC Halal Trust. Um, let's pose the first question. So, uh, Shah Ahmad Zik, if I can start with you. Um, in terms of this halal certification and the religious tax, as they call it, tell us about that. And 
is it passed on to the consumer and uh, really how much is that? The Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh First and foremost, let me just put the uh, concepts, you know, uh, correct um, Because if you look at uh, the article they've written also uh, there's so many misperceptions or misunderstandings. For instance, they come about and they say Christians believe that their right to, f- or to choice has been undermined as they are allegedly have to buy food that is dedicated to Muslim gods. What is your take on this? Which god is the food dedicated to? Now, this is a gross misconception. You know, to say that Muslims is dedicated to Muslim gods. We have only one Allah. There's only one God. Right? There's no other God. So now they're referring to which God is the food dedicated to. You understand? That's the first misconception. Second, on your question, mm-hmm. uh, religious tax. Yeah. Yes, we do have a religious tax. But that religious tax, it's only the Muslims are being religious, it's, it's taxed on that, on the money that you are having in the bank or your wealth that is lying still for a year, which is known as zakah. Right? So, if it comes to a religious tax, that is what is, in terms of our Muslim community, is when we pay zakah. And this zakah is from the wealth that we've accumulated, and you take two and a half percent of that wealth, which is known as zakah, and you distribute it to the poor. Right? So, uh, where they come along that we are having here a religious tax. So it's a misconception that they are having, uh, 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 first and foremost. So, uh, but uh, one of the statements that was made is that uh, you know, in fact, um, there is some sort of payment that everyone has to pay, but it's very minimal, and it's the same as non-halal products. Are you saying that there doesn't exist such a thing, or is it, and it's only zakah? No, I'm not saying their religious text, their reference mm-hmm. as being on the halal certification as a religious text. It's a, it, it's completely a misunderstanding. It's a, okay. it's a misconception. Mm-hmm. We term religious text is the tax on your money, on the Muslims' money, on your earnings. It's compulsory to an officer that you have to pay. Nothing to do with the halal certification. Okay. Nothing to do. It's to do with your normal life that you are leading and the wealth you are accumulating. Mm-hmm. So every year you have to pay it and you have to distribute that money. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it, it's your own, your hard sweat money that you have accumulated. Mm-hmm. Right, so that is besides the sadaqah, besides the lilla, besides whatever you are doing. Yeah. Right, so I just wanted to clarify that. Yes. Um, so the term they're using here, religious tax, is wrong. Okay. Now, uh, Shilvafir, the statistics that they mention is that the halal industry is estimated to be worth 45 billion rand. Um, I know that you have shared with you in the past that this benefits uh, Muslims and non-Muslims in the country. Yeah. I think Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa ba'd. After we praise the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, peace and blessings unto beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu his family, his friends and all those who follow him, may I allow to say assalamu alaikum and good evening. Yeah. And first of all, I think uh, uh, we pray for the Reverend, for his speedy recovery from his health.
and as a colleague, uh, meaning as a human being, I'm duty-bound to pray for him, and therefore we pray for his well-being. Let me say from the offset that I'm happy that the Reverend and certain people has raised this concern to that level. Mm -hmm. For the simple reason is that we can share with one another, interact with one another, because Islam speaks about dialogue. And on that particular basis, I want to make my departing point to say that there's dialogue for us. I mean, we yes. have so many a times speaking with non-Muslims in different levels. However, I just want to come in here by first saying mm -hmm. that maybe the term halal is misunderstand. From the Islamic perspective, we not only stop by halal because the Quran says, Ya ayyuhannasu kulu mimma fil ardi halalan tayyibah. That all mankind, here yeah, the Almighty address all mankind, eat from the earth that is halal in tayyibah, wholesome. Now maybe at the later stage, we, if there is time allows us, we can touch on the concept of what is wholesome. So Islam does not stop only by halal, but it speaks also about wholesome. And what is the wisdom, the scientific side? When we do this Islamic halal way, what science has come to prove to us over the years, and therefore we don't separate the two. And the wholesomeness we will discuss at the later stage. But I would like to say tonight <laughs> that Sir Ahmad Sadiq will most probably agree with me that 99% of companies that is certified are non-Muslims, if I'm not, if it's not more. Huh? What does it tell us? We must go beyond what we look at, and that is also a job creation scenario. In a job creation scenario is not whereby we say we have certified a company, this company must only have Muslim employment. Mm -hmm. No. We find, for an example, let us take a company like anyone would say, a, a normal a supermarket, for an example. How many non-Muslims are working within this particular supermarket or this particular place that's certified? So what is, who is benefiting from it when there is, the supermarket is certifying because there's a need for it? Or a company or a big company is certified because there's a need for it. There's business for it. Hence, we find that majority of those people who work there are non-Muslims. So who's benefiting now from the halal certification? Mm -hmm. Is this employment? Hence, we find even the Western Cape government now is speaking about a halal hub. And the main reason for that is two. Mm -hmm. One is job creation. And the other one is to open the market inter on the international arena. Let me give you the good news. We got a company that was appointed by the Western Cape government, Westgrow, to see onto the international market to market halal. Yeah. Now, market halal to who? Which means there is job creation this side. In fact, if my memory does not deceive me, we find Westgrow recently returned from Senegal and they were promoting the halal and they came back with contracts worth millions of rand. Now, who's going to benefit from that? Mm -hmm. Is it only the Muslims going to benefit from that, or is there non-Muslims as far as job creation is concerned? And let me say on top of that, Brother Yasin, the other day we were in a meeting, we were speaking about uh, tourism. Now, we all know for every eight tourists uh, that comes is a job. Now, that particular aspect, if we promote tourism in the Middle East and the Far East where Muslim comes in here, if it's eight Muslims that comes in here, there's a job for a one person. Now, we don't say it's for a, non -Muslim, for a Muslim. So, in other words, if Muslim tourists comes in and they buy that halal product, whatever it may be, because there's a market for it, automatically there's a job being created for who? Mm -hmm. For a Muslim? No. 
So from that particular angle, if we look at practically, don't look to the millions that we are speaking about, but look to the billions that could benefit for non-Muslims here. And I think that to me mm-hmm. is whereby I look for an example that there's job creation for South Africans in particular. For Cape Townians, here we speak because we're in the Western Cape. So that in itself, then the government comes to recognize that there's job creation, and we do not speak here about for Muslims or non-Muslims. But however, when it comes to halal, mm-hmm. maybe at a later stage we will touch on the scientific benefit yes. and health benefit from that particular aspect. But so from that particular angle, the, the person or the individual that benefits more from the halal side is rather than non-Muslims. I see, and uh, I think that's a very important point. And I think we'll we'll, we'll take a break now, and uh, when we come back, we'll continue this the discussion uh, with Shalwar and Najah and Ahmed Sadiq. Come and join us at the St. Joseph Stone Auditorium. Two heartfelt stage plays showcasing the ups and downs, good times and bad times we as families face on a daily basis. Tola Fanica Productions presents V Ghana My Cake playing on the 6th, 7th and 8th. And Wat Pratsai van Sabur on the 15th, 20th, 21st, 22nd, 27th, 28th and 29th of April in aid of various organizations. For more info, contact Mahmoud on 0611-833-6341. Lucky ticket holder stands a chance of winning an Umrah package. This ad was sponsored by Jive. Maiden Travel and Tours proudly presents an 11-day school holiday tour to Malaysia and Bangkok. Departing on the 26th of June and returning on the 6th of July 2018. All inclusive of airfare, taxes, four-star hotel accommodation with breakfast, tours and transfers for only 19,900 Rand. Book now and avoid disappointment. Limited seats available. Contact Mohammed on 083 The MJC is calling on you to assist the children of Syria. Weathering the elements in dire conditions, your aid can make a difference. A container of goods will be sent to assist Syrian refugee children with urgent requirements for baby formula and baby nappies. If you can assist, contact the officers of the MJC on 021-684-4600 to find out where your nearest drop-off point is. Cash donations are also welcome and can be deposited into account name Muslim Judicial Council, Al Baraka Bank, Athlone Branch. Check account, account number 786-0020-28083. As the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, reminds us in a hadith, a Muslim is one who loves for his brother that which he loves for himself. This initiative is brought to you by the MJC in partnership with the Darul Islam Zakah Fund. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Was 
Sorry, and welcome back to uh, Burning Issue with myself, Yasin Kibi. Uh, we continue this discussion on whether halal certification discriminates against other religious groups, and and uh, as a point of departure, Sheikh Zafir Najjar did uh, spelled out that there's a benefit um, for the South African collective community in terms of the halal industry, and of course, uh, Sheikh Ahmed Sadiq um, dispelling um, the religious tax um, claim that was made. Um, there's some other claims made. Um, there was in, in the article it was written other petitioners charged that they were forced to eat food sacrificed to idols um, and obviously as Ahmed had mentioned that we only believe in one God that uh, we also agree that we don't sacrifice um, we don't want to sacrifice and eat food that is sacrificed to idols um, but the other claims is that um, it funds the persecution of Christians and Jews in Muslim countries um, they have to subscribe to Sharia law and even fund terrorism how, how do you look at that statement oh, that's a very very heavy accusation um, in a sense of we have never ever used if you go throughout the world mm-hmm. not even even speaking about ourselves here that the halal certifying body had been funding any any type of terrorism had been funding uh, anything you know to say uh, um, against Islam or to perpetrate any atrocity against anyone. Um, for this, therefore, I say it's a it's a it's a heavy uh, misperception. Yes, you know, in in a sense um, that we are forcing other people also to eat what we are saying, what we are eating, or the putting and pressing down upon them Sharia. Uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says very clearly in the Quran. Yes, you know, there's la ikraha fi din. And this is one of our fundamentals. There's no compulsion in this deen. So, when it comes to the halal certification, we are actually looking at the interest of the Muslims. In a sense of, this is what is required of Muslims to eat, and this is the way they have to obviously eat. If it is where the Jews come, the Jewish community will obviously do the same. This is what is for them to eat. Yeah, kosher. The kosher food, right? Where it comes to the Christians or the non, you know, uh, I mean, if you look at the Hindus, uh, they have a certain dietary requirements. You have different mm-hmm. type of, uh, and this is what we call the religious tolerance. Yes, absolutely. Right? Yeah, I, I, I just want to come in here by saying, first of all, Islam is a religion against terrorism. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing. All right. If you look what we do on a daily basis, we all know five times a day we make salah. And after that salah, what do we say? A dua that was taught by the Nabi to us all. Yeah. Where we say, Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam fahayyina bis salam. Mm-hmm. Peace. Oh Allah, you are salam, you are peace. And let us live with peace. Wa minka salam, and from you come peace. Fahayyina bis salam. So let us live in peace. Mm-hmm. Live in peace with one another. Live in peace even with animals for that matter. So that is the promotion what Islam gives us. Islam does not promote terrorism. Mm-hmm. Islam does not promote the concept of killing one another just for the sake of killing. No. Islam promotes peace. In fact, when we meet one another, what do we say first? Mm-hmm. Assalamu alaikum. May peace be upon you. So when we hear that, it's a whole contradiction to what Islam stands for. And I think from that particular angle, we must take our departing point. Yeah. That we are promoters of peace. Mm-hmm. 
So when somebody in some people's mind is doing something wrong, don't judge Islam by it. Yes. Don't judge Islam. So this is the concept of our religion, yeah. is to promote peace. And we are committed to that because we say it five times a day. Because the Nabi Sallallahu our Prophet, our leader, has educated us to say that after every Salah five times a day. But what better way it is when we promote that? So it's a contradiction when we tend to be accused of that. And I think from that particular angle, I just wanted to come in and say, and on top of that, let me also say, when I quoted the ayah where the Quran says, Ya ayyuhannas, O mankind, yes. it doesn't speak to the Muslims alone. Now, the reason why I'm going to highlight this particular aspect, so that we can see Islam is also concerned of other people, mm-hmm. not only about Muslims. Eat what is in the heaven, halal and tayyibah. Because in that, scientifically proven, it's also about your health. Let's talk about that. Outwardly, it might look like it's a halal thing we, in which we we don't eat that which is forbidden in Islam. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, uh, a lot of the free-range organic products that are out there coincides with the halal type, the pure um, halal food. So talk to us about that. Um, I mean, you've highlighted the scientific benefits. Talk to us what is halal and tayyib. Yeah, I think what is important for us, first of all, you know, let us look to when you slaughter an animal, mm-hmm. right? Now, the primary principle, apart from everything else, is that when we blood flows out of the animal, scientifically is proven if there's any ailments within that particular, the ailment comes out. Yes. So, therefore, scientifically, it is proven again. We don't have the luxury of time to come prove it from the heartbeat and etc., 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 what is the best. But from the scientific side, we find it's the most healthiest way and the most cleanest way and the most best way for the animal. Yeah. So, if you look at from that particular angle, now, when we say, Allahu Akbar, Bismillahi Allahu Akbar, it is not only understood in the way it is said by this particular individuals, but rather understood within the context of the way it has been slaughtered for the health reasons to the person that's going to eat it. Yes. And because of that understanding that, that we have been ordered to do so, we find it can only become a divine instructions to do it because of the, the, the greatness of it, where science came to prove it afterwards. And when we speak about tayba wholesome, yes. we speak about hygiene, mm-hmm. we speak about health, we speak about cleanliness, etc., etc. So something can be, yalf, uh, can be halal, but not necessarily tayba for that matter. So the two concepts is together. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you look to that beautiful hadith, in Allah tayyib la yakbalu illa tayyib. Allah is beautiful, it doesn't accept, accept what is tayyib, what yes. is beautiful. So this concept is there for us to understand it. And I think what is important here is not only what is interpreted, that we say Allahu Akbar on a slaughter, but let us go beyond that. Yes. And beyond that is about our health. Beyond that is what we eat, it must be healthy. Otherwise, it's going to be harm. Anything that is harmful, Allah make it haram for something that is harmful to you. And I think from that particular angle, we must also take our point of departure. Can I just add to that? Absolutely. In a sense of, because they're referring to the making things, uh, you know, uh, putting the prayer and things like that. Allahu Akbar. Yes. Shaykh Dawfir has given one angle, just one other angle that we need to understand. Yeah. When that person says Bismillah, Allah Akbar, that makes it actually halal, right? 
Um, but that concept is also <laughs> this particular creature, it comes from whom? Right? So it's this consciousness of who is the creator of the one that is doing the slaughtering yeah. and the one who is being slaughtered. Right? So that is the, the, the type of a consciousness mm -hmm. that this comes from the creator, that cow or that uh, uh, sheep or even the chicken, whatever it may be, it's going to be uh, uh, slaughtered. So when we say Bismillah, Allahu Akbar, it actually means in the name of Allah, mm -hmm. the creator of this particular thing. Yeah. And what Sheikh Dafir has said, all what Allah has instructed us in far as what are the benefits. Yes. Right, so you have sort of the benefits in terms of tayhib, mm -hmm. it's also the quality. Okay. The quality of what you would have after this particular process is being done. But key to this is when we say Bismillah Allahu Akbar. Then another thing that is related here, when we do that animal, and like Sheikh Dafir has said now and all the other things, it's also we taking into consideration the animal welfare. Yeah. The welfare of that particular animal. And there's a whole, I mean, we don't have time tonight. Yeah. How we need to give care to this animal, because this is part of the religious instructions. But you have okay. the, uh, the welfare of it, the animal welfare rules, you have the hygiene, you have um, how we need to, 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 to deal with it so that the end product, the end consumer, mm -hmm. would then have a very good, pure, quality type of a product. Yes. And, and, and that's basically where it comes into. Okay, so that's uh, clarifying that uh, when the animal is slaughtered, it's done in the name of Allah and God, uh, the one God, the mon monotheistic God. And, and the other thing is also that was mentioned, uh, the tayyib aspect, the purity um, in which the uh, you know products, and um, the halal products or the animals, um, in order to make sure that they are not contaminated with insects, urine, um, you know, animal waste. That is harmful for the body. Yes, absolutely. Something that is harmful, of course. Uh, Yasin, if you allow me just to come in here, you yeah. know, uh, uh, remember we spoke about the benefits that not only Muslim get, but even non-Muslim for job creation. Yes. I just want to add on a very important point that the, the Premier of the Western Cape has mentioned in the past. Yeah. And that is when there's ever a disaster, who's the people that respond first to that disaster? Mm. Right? If you look at Give of the Givers, yes. Zakafan, Mustadafin, these are Muslim organizations that respond. Yeah. And it's not about what your religion is. It's about our duty towards somebody that's in an awkward situation that Islam tells me to help. Yeah. So it's not about your religion now. So if you look at from that particular angle, uh, it's not about only looking to after the Muslims. No. It's about generally looking after the human being that is in need. So I just want to make that particular aspect where the, the premier of the Western Cape has always said that the people that respond first to a disaster will always be the Muslims. So I just want to make that to say it's not about a, mis it's about a misconception, unfortunately it is there, yes. but rather let us try to work together the benefit of mankind in, in, in general. I'll give you more, just a, mm -hmm. a quick practical example. Right, you look at the abattoir or the slaughterhouse. Uh -huh. Now, it is basically bringing what Sheikh Dafir has referred to, you know, this working together and who's benefiting mm -hmm. and who's benefiting more. Yes. Right? You get to the abattoir. How many people are working in the abattoir? There's maybe 100, 200 people working uh -huh. in the abattoir. Mm -hmm. Now, it is to benefit the Muslim and to benefit the non-Muslim. 
So the abattoirs have made this decision, not us. They said we are forcing people to eat what we are doing halal, mm -hmm. but it's not. The abattoirs made that commercial decision, why? Right? So our requirement is, if this animal is slaughtered halal, so our requirement is, so there's maybe four slaughterers yeah. on the line, on the chicken line for argument's sake. So we say it must be a Muslim that should slaughter, mm -hmm. right? So the Muslim slaughter, so it's four. Two hundred people are working in the abattoir. Okay. So even out of the two hundred, it may be twelve or twenty yes. Muslims that are involved. And the job creation is for the rest of the other people. They're all non-Muslim. We're not forcing anyone in that particular abattoir to, uh, to become Muslim. Yes. The only requirement, the one that does the slaughtering in that particular section, and that is what is to have the animal or the bird halal. Reminder, so that is also the job description. So it is a mutual uh, yes. uh, type of benefit. Yeah. So let's take a break. But a reminder that our lines are now open um, after the break. So listeners can call in, call 21 Double four two three five three zero, and I will read the WhatsApp messages after the break. The Voice of the Cape, ninety one point three FM stereo. Hey, buddy, I see you picked up some weight now. Don't eat fun quality meat. They say it's fair fill meat center, buddy. The flesh like your heart race. Number three three nine four triple zero, or call eight two one nine three nine four triple two. When I see that flesh. I know that I'm at the right place. Fairfield Meat Center, put a smile back on your face. <laughs> Join 1UP Cash and Carry for super low prices where you can get more for less. Wholesale prices straight to the public. All welcome. 1UP Cash and Carry where you can get more for less. More for less. At Tuya Health, we pride ourselves in providing our clients with clinical and professional health services by qualified, courteous and well-informed staff. We specialize in live blood analysis, which helps to enhance and improve your health. We also stock a wide range of health products. So whatever your health requirement, call us on 021-671-2469 for a free consultation with Ashraf. For your convenience, To Your Health is open seven days a week. Direct is now in South Africa with valued accommodation at unbelievable prices. With our own office in Saudi, you don't need the middleman. Simply dial direct at Umrah Direct. Call 021-555-2334 or log on to umradirect.co.za or email us on info at umradirect.co.za. You've tried the rest, now contact the best. Umrah Direct. Autumn is the time when everything bursts with its last bit of beauty, as if nature has been saving up all year for the grand finale. It's also time when you can enhance the beauty of your home with tiles from the fantastic autumn specials at Mulls Tiles. Save on the largest range of tiles and transform your home. To view the latest trends and specials, visit MullsTiles.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Mulls Tiles, great tiles at great prices.
My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Welcome back to Voice Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM studio. Um, message on our WhatsApp line. Salam alaikum. Uh, this topic needs to be addressed also on a non-Muslim station uh, to educate people what is the meaning of halal products because it's a misconception. Um, Jahman, um, d- would you like to um, yes. answer that? We have uh, this morning. We have had a discussion uh, where we uh, spoke um, the halal trust, the, the board of trust. And we had the Imara and we had also the executive of the MGC. In uh, part of the meeting, we did decide that we're going to have a meeting with these particular yes. non-Muslim uh, forums, especially the, um, uh, which is the one... Uh, yeah, the Christian Democratic Party. The, Democratic, the Christian Democratic Party. Yeah. We're going to organize a meeting with him because we have forums on which we serve. Yes. Uh, interfaith forums. In fact, I am the vice chairman of the national religious, uh, you know, uh, development. Uh, it's an interfaith, it's a Christian group, yeah. and there are other, you know, non-Muslims uh, on there. There's Baha'is, yes. there's uh, and, 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 and I mean, we stress the point so that... Uh, we have those particular yeah. relationships, mm-hmm. you understand now. So, but on that question, yeah. yes, we, um, Voice of the Cape has taken it up, because this is now obviously a Muslim radio station. We have invited uh, the other people, mm-hmm. the rabbis and the reverends, uh, even the... Uh, CRL, we've invited them. They all obviously attended the apologies to be on the air. Yes. Um, but that particular discussion will take place. I think, the, 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 if I may just come in, the caller got a very beautiful point and a good point, right? Because it's about, yeah, we're speaking to a Muslim radio station, but at the end of the day, I firmly believe, if I'm not mistaken, maybe Yasin, you can correct me. Mm-hmm. There are also non Muslims that listen to this of course, radio. Of course. Mm-hmm. So it is an opportunity for us also not only to educate them ourselves, yeah. but also those particular individuals. And like Sir Ahmad is saying, Voice of the Cape is taken it up. So it's an opportunity for us yeah. also to express. And like you have said, uh, and I'm sure non Muslims are listening to them. So the few that's listening, maybe it's education for them also. So yeah. we thank Voice of the Cape for taking it up. And the domain of the internet is obviously not a religious uh, area. So non Muslims will be listening to the podcast afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, also, another thing before we take out a caller that's on the line, but um, another thing that was mentioned is that the majority of Christians, according to some of the statements um, by um, some of the organizations which deal with this, like the National Consumer Commission, um, say that the majority of Christians don't have any problem with halal certification and this is a minority opinion um, perhaps we can touch on that a bit later but let's take a call assalamu alaikum wa alaikum salam yasin i want to say you know i have no problem with the reverend uh, viewing uh, voicing his opinion Perfect. but i also want to say there is plenty of butchers that sell uh, pork and things that we can't frequent as Muslims and I don't have a problem with that. I just turn my back on it. I don't complain about it. And even in the waterfront, sells alcohol at restaurants where we don't, we do, I don't go, but I don't complain about it. I turn my back because that's my choice I make. Shukran so much for that comment, perhaps uh, Sheikh uh, Ahmed. No, no, it's, uh, just to elaborate on that is you know what we need to understand when it comes to muslims we are 
we, we, we may not eat pork, yes. we may not drink wine. Mm-hmm. So those are the key two things that as a Muslim, what they would say, you know, we are actually trying to, uh, what's the word now? Mm-hmm. We try to, uh, to force them to eat halal. Mm-hmm. It is the only difference is that we would want to have it slaughtered, but when it comes to the pig, uh, we are not allowed to eat pig. Pig is haram to us, yeah. right? The alcohol is haram to us. So we need to abstain from it. And that's the only difference because they talk about discriminatory, we, we're discriminating against them. But we are not. Mm-hmm. Is this is this, we're respecting them. If they have those things, then why don't you have it? But respect us as well if this is what we're not able to, 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 to eat or to consume. Yeah, I think what is important, Yasin, and I think to the listeners also, and that lady makes a very valid point, mm. and that is promoting tolerance, yes. right? Uh, 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 once we find one another on that, we can tolerate one another. Then I think, and I think what is very important for me, and the important aspect for me, and this is what I always say to uh, many a Christian people, that there's so many things that we unite on. Why must we always come to something that we that we disagree on and blow that out of proportion? And this is exactly what we have to do here. Let us speak about things that we unite us. Let us bring us together. And yes, we differ here and there. Yes, we are going to differ here and there. But when we do it, we do it with respect. Hmm. And I think that is basically what we must promote. That is promote tolerance for one another and respect for one another. We have another caller on the line. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Am I online? Yes, you are. You you can go ahead with your comment. Okay. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. If you go in into any supermarket you will get a halal section and a non-halal section i mean we don't force them to buy the halal products but i got friends you know that they said they tell me they rather buy the halal food which they know it is more it is because why the word halal means pure and clean now we the Muslims we only eat stuff what is pure and clean that's why my friends told me we will rather buy the halal meat the halal chicken then they are sure it is it is pure and clean shukran jazilan uh, yes of course that lends to uh, Sheikh Dafir's comment about the scientific benefits and the purity um, of these various uh, halal products uh, one of the comments said that uh, commenting on the fact that Muslims uh, always criticize when one or two people are violating the, the Sharia um, why is it always Islam that is criticized now th- there's a lot of these comments coming through that um, people you know are criticized Islam, but Shildafir, do you think that we need to do some introspection on what we are doing in order to educate non-Muslims as well? I think that's a very important point, Yasin. Mm-hmm. You remind me, and uh, allow me to say it, that uh, I, I, I'm saying it not because of fakhr, but tawadu and uh, humbleness. Okay. I got a program on Radio Sonakhrenza every Thursday night where we yes. speak about Islam and focus. <laughs> and you know, it's amazing the response from non-Muslims that we have when we educate people about Islam. Yes. This is what Islam say. This is what Islam promote. And, you know, I can show you on uh, 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 Shahida Kali, who is a presenter with me on there, yes. who is also one of on your presenters yes, yes. On, on Wednesday nights, can tell you the response of non-Muslims. Yes. That's so much so that, you know, 
every year in Stellenbosch there's what we call the Wurtgeus. They in, uh, as non-Muslims and it's, uh, mm-hmm. and it's uh, something to do with the, 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 the Christianity that they organize. I get invited to it to come and speak because of what we speak about. They want to understand more about Islam because they listen to the programs. So from that particular angle, yes, Yasin, mm-hmm. it is what we do to promote and to educate others about our religion in a way that Allah wants us to do, in a way the Nabi Sallallahu has taught us. And I think that's important. Absolutely. That we have to look with an open mind objectively and uplift people, be it a Muslim or whatever the case may be. Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, another another message came in. Yes, I agree with the, with the caller. Um, we as Muslims are the only people not affected by listeriosis because of the taiba um, that our Muslim butchers have done. Um, can what, what, maybe Ahmed can comment? The uh, I wouldn't say it's, uh, it's we are the Muslims. The Muslims have not been affected. Mm-hmm. Um, there is obviously the principle that listeriosis is something that has happened. It's a germ. It's like the flu. You get Bacteria. the flu. So it doesn't mean uh, because we are Muslims, we didn't get it. Because if you're a Muslim, you also get the flu. It's a germ. And it goes about. But how we deal you know, with the particular... Uh, yes, yes. Uh, um, the the, the, the type aspect of it, how we obviously deal with the uh, processing of of what we are dealing with, yeah. you know the issue of contamination, the issue of uh, the type aspects mm-hmm. of it. So I wouldn't I- exclude yeah. the Muslims from that whole process. Yeah, you know to say they didn't receive it. As 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 a point of um, you know analysis, we have to know that I mean there are halal labs out there, Tokid lab for example, oh. makes sure that. If we are not negligent, those things don't occur. So, so um, you know, if we are as efficient as possible, those things would not occur. But they do, as as. as but they do saying. occur because it's it's a, it's a natural. We live in a in a society yeah, that is uh, open to society. Yeah, but it's uh, how we manage it. Yeah, I think yes, and what is important here from that caller is not about that. It's rather about the local butchers, mashallah, that was uh, free from that. Mm-hmm. That is basically, if I look at it, what the caller is saying. So yes, the local guys basically under the present circumstances like we find that what has happened is our local guys were free from it. Yep. They were not affected by it. And that is basically what the call uh, or the, 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 the WhatsApp is telling us, yeah, us asking uh, us. I think just for, uh, uh, for the purposes of including everyone, let me read some of the other messages that had come through. So I come the one and only reason is that Muslims may consume the product. If it's not stamped, then obviously they lose the sale of the product, meaning that a lot of the big... Um, you know, supermarkets make sure that the products are halal because a lot of the um, the con- consumers are actually Muslims, um, and uh, th- that was one of the statements. The other statement is that uh, these supermarkets uh, raise the prices of halal meats. Um, no wonder a lot of non-Muslims choose to buy their meat at Muslim butchers, um, and uh, so 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 those are some of the messages that I've come can through. Can you just repeat that one? It raises the prices. Yeah. So Assalamualaikum. I went into Passive market the other day to compare meat prices. The non-halal section was actually much more expensive than halal meat. Um, is that the case? <laughs> I wouldn't know. Okay, and, and, and then they said no wonder a lot of non-Muslims choose to buy their meat at Muslim butchers. Um, and uh, yes, of course. Okay. Um, and the last comment um, before we, we have our closing remarks from uh, our, our guest Sheikh Zafir Najjar Ahmed Siddiq. Assalamualaikum to all um, at Voice of the Cape. I have a non-Muslim. 
I have a non-Muslim friend. When they cook, you can smell, and I and they drink wine. Okay, let's rather not um, talk about that. Um, and the last thing is that um, the Occasion vegetarians, vegans. We as Muslims do not have a problem with them. Okay, so uh, those just to be democratic, we included everyone in the, to the discussion. Um, closing remarks, just uh, one and a half minutes from each. Uh, we can start inshallah with uh, Ahmed Siddiq. Right, uh, shukran. I, I want to say uh, thank you to Voice of the Cape to have raised this particular very uh, important uh, issue. Um, it is obviously addressing something um, whereby there were certain misconceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, we are a community that is living in, you know, we are a, a unique community. Yes. If you look at um, many of us, I would say, oh, I don't know how many, but I'm at least one. My uh, grandmother, my mother's mother was a Christian. Uh-huh. And you find many of us are coming from Christian families. Yes. Uh, my son-in-law, he's uh, from a Christian family mm-hmm. and his whole entire family is Christian. So we have this you know, coexistence, uh, where our neighbors are even, you know, Christians or non-Muslims, and we live with one another. So for us, uh, this particular misconceptions, and it's a good opportunity, therefore I want to thank Voice of the Cape at least, to have given us this opportunity to correct, you know, or yep. to say at least what is the correct, you know, perceptions, what we are and who, what we stand for. Yes. Um, and this halal is not to force anyone you know, to, to eat it, but for everyone to come and share in it, in the good, what it even is, the ta'i part of what it is, yes. come and share with it. And it's not to say the halal is better than the other one, but yeah. we are saying that this is at least something that you would be able to share in, and it's something good if you do take it, it's, it's a good of a quality. I think, so, um, I think uh, that's very important remarks. And just before we get to your closing remarks, uh, just a question to you, Shulafir, as well. There was a messenger, um, someone sent a message who said that, um, you know, this is contributing to the efforts of certain groups like this party um, against the war against Islam. Now, um, h- how do you think that resonates with our Christian, uh, you know, um, people and the brothers and sisters in humanity? Are those uh, Official comments from Muslims. I think that to me personally, I always believe some people got is entitled to raise whatever their concerns is. Mm-hmm. In fact, if we did not raise it, we wouldn't have been sitting here tonight to have a dialogue. Yes. And I think that's the healthy side of it, where certain things is raised and we sit and we have dialogue in a very humble, respectful manner. And I want to say we have to respect every human being, right? In conclusion, I want to say, you know. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Nabi Adam, and what did he say then? فَإِذَا سَوَّيْتُ وَنَفَخْتُ فِيهِ مِنْ رُوحِ فَقْعُوا لَهُ سَاجِدِينَ When I fashion him, Nabi Adam, mm-hmm. and blow into him my soul, yes. then what must we do? Then Allah commands the creation of that time. Make sujood in respect. Mm-hmm. Now, every human being is walking with a soul. Yes. That Allah has blew into him, yes. irrespective of what your religion is. Mm. So from that particular angle, the creation of that time were commanded to respect Nabi Adam alayhi salam. After when? After Allah blew his soul into him. Mm-hmm. Now this is what we are saying here. Mm. Let us respect one another. Because it doesn't matter who you are, but there is a soul within you which must we all respect. And I want to add on also something, and that is... That I believe 
that everybody and when I say every every religious people believe in prophets. Yeah. Right? Some might not believe in Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu which we believe in. Yes. But everybody of religion concept believe in Nabi Musa, believe in Nabi Adam, mm -hmm. believe in Nabi Nuh, Yusuf, etc., etc. Nabi Isa. Uh, Nabi Isa, of course. Jesus, but yeah. in the Quran, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala speaks to us, where He commanded all messengers to eat what is wholesome, tayyibah. Ya ayyuhar rusul, kulu min al-tayyibat. Oh, messengers, eat from what is tayyibah, tayyibah. Now, we as followers of that messengers will command equally when Allah addresses us, Ya nas, O mankind. So from that particular angle, I understand that then, if you follow truly your f the, 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 the prophet or the messengers, mm. then you are also commanded to be equally for eating what they have ate. And uh, on that note, we'd like to thank uh, Sheikh Dafir Najad, the Director of the Islamic Council of South Africa, Iksa, and Sheikh Ahmed Sadiq, the Director of the Muslim Judicial Council, Halal Trust, clarifying to us that there is no such thing as religious taxes that uh, everyone must pay, and also with regards to the importance of uh, understanding what halal and tayyib is, the pure uh, food that we all eat. As well as clarifying that none of the funds are being uh, used for any terrorist organizations, etc. So, Jazakumullah Khair and Shukran for your time. And um, uh, we hope that this will open up a, a, a more meaningful, beneficial discussion, inshallah. 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 Amin. Wassalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Shukran for you also and for the voice of the Kip. And may Allah bless you all. Assalamu alaikum. And on that note, we, we say Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM.